Welcome to the Damn Good Dogcast. This is your host, Robert Reynolds. Got a lot in store today, and we're going to focus on 2022 recruiting. Uh, before I go in first, uh, just want to let people know if you are on Facebook and you are watching the live show, make sure you type in chats.restream.io forward slash FB, grant permissions, and allow them to see when you make comments your face and see every, basically what we can do to make sure that we can com- read your comments and see who is actually commenting. Uh, so let's go ahead and go right into it, guys. Uh, 2022 class, you know, is well underway. Uh, Georgia's sitting pretty, uh, according to 24-7 Sports, uh, from a composite standpoint. Uh, number one in the country, uh, you know, Ohio State sitting right behind. Uh, and, and honestly, looking at the class, you know, obviously we're not done. Georgia's not done. Um, you know, and, and strangely enough, you look at Bama. Bama's not – well, typical right now. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll make a, a push, a hard push uh, as things come down. Uh, to the wire. Uh, but what we're going to do here, I'm going to make my way too early prediction here. Uh, I say way too early. Everybody knows when it comes to recruiting, things can go down to the absolute last day, uh, whether it be early signing day in December uh, or the actual uh, traditional signing day in February. Uh, so bear with me here. So obviously, like I said, since it's a prediction uh, way too early, I'm sure there's probably going to be some things that I miss uh, that, you know, Georgia takes some guys or, you know, we don't get some of these guys. Uh, So just prepping the uh, viewers and listeners here. Um, But let's go ahead and get started. Uh, You know, looking at the uh, 24-7 rankings here, you know, Georgia's already got 12 commits uh, and eight of them are from uh, the state of Georgia. Uh, You know, really making an effort here to to keep these guys uh, in state. Uh, locked down the state, which is huge for recruiting, especially since uh, Georgia as a state is it's producing some of the best you know talent and elite talent in the country. Um, but nonetheless, you have you know you're looking at Bear Alexander, uh, you know three five stars. Uh, like I said, Bear Alexander, uh, Dion Smoke Bowie, and Malachi Starks. Uh, obviously, Dion and Malachi both from the state of Georgia. Bear from the state of Texas. Uh, and then you look, uh, then you look into the four stars where we have eight four stars: uh, Gunnar Stockton, Jalen Walker, Tyree West, Marquise Groves, Killebrew, C.J. Washington, Jordan James, Denylon Morissette, Darius Smith, and then you have your Aussie punter Brett Thorson. So, uh, obviously, if, you, if you're not aware, that is the current commits. Uh, this projection that I'm going to do, we're going to go positional breakdown. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, why I think uh, that it may be the case or, you know, at least from where I, where we're standing at here um, in regards to positions. So we'll start here. we going to start first. Uh, and also, guys, in the comments and the sections right here, you know, make your predictions with me. Right. Uh, obviously, this is just a prediction uh, show anyway, uh, you know, but I love to see some comments and, and be able to read them off. Uh, to see if you you know if you don't believe with me or you agree with me, uh, be able to read those comments and we can discuss it. So, with that being said, you look at the quarterback position. Gunnar Stockton's Gunnar Stockton. Uh, there's only one quarterback you need in this class. You know, looking at Brock uh, last year, you know, so I see him sticking around. Uh, I don't see us going for another quarterback. So the quarterback position is pretty much set in stone. 
Um, so that is, you know, where we're standing at on the quarterback position. Uh, no biggie there. Now, when it comes down to the running back position, this is where it gets interesting. Obviously, we have Jordan James from the state of Tennessee uh, already in the fold. You know, but then you start looking at uh, guys that could commit, right? Uh, you know, firmly in the lead with Branson Robinson, at least according to uh, 24-7 sports, uh, you know, other sources. Uh, and I think we pick him up. Uh, I, I do. I think we land him. I just think it's going to be close. Um, you know, he's talking about Tennessee uh, being in the lead or being right there with Georgia. Uh, let's just be honest here. I don't see him going to Tennessee. Tennessee's just in a, in a terrible state right now in regards to in the programs, the state. So, ultimately, I see him going to Georgia. Um, so, you, we take two running backs, uh, Jordan James and Branson Robinson. Um, and I think you look at replacing, you know, Cook and Zamir, right? I, I think you have to. Uh, you're losing those two. But, you know, you'll have Kendall Milton in the fold. You'll have Kenny McIntosh in the fold. And basically bringing these two guys on, it, it's going to basically replenish the embarrassment of ridges we have at the running back position. Um, you know, looking at Todd Munkin's offense. So, you know, obviously I'm excited for this. And and honestly, I'm kind of excited to see what happens with the running backs, how they're used, um, you know, with a full off season uh, and what Todd Munkin wants to run in regards to the philosophy of the offense. Uh, You know, typically in the past, Georgia's relied solely on running backs for not say hundred percent, but solely on running backs. Right. Uh, And, and it's been successful there. Um, you know, you look at Todd Gurley and, and you look at the wealth that we had at, at one time. You know, you had uh, Sony, you had Chubb, you had Todd Gurley, uh, you had Sony, Chubb, and Swift. Uh, you know, so there's been a ton of guys at, at the same time. And I don't see that changing now. I just don't. Uh, Chad Buchanan said, what's up, my dog? What is going on, sir? How are you doing? So with the running back, like I said, we're going to call two commits here. You got Jordan James from Tennessee and Branson Robinson from the state of Mississippi. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver position, guys, this is where it gets fun. This is where it gets fun. Currently, you know, currently in the fold, you have the nylon Morissette uh, receiver from Georgia. I'm going to make the prediction that we have, you know, three wide receivers. No, sorry, four wide receivers. Uh, bringing three on. Um, but it might not be the names that you're expecting. Um, you know, I'm looking at a situation where you bring in uh, five-star Evan Stewart uh, from the state of Texas. Uh, kid can fly, uh, really long and athletic, uh, really good, you know, with the ball. And, and I think Bear Alexander is going to be pressing, uh, you know, Evan to come to Georgia. And obviously I think you're looking at the, you know, the season, how it's projected to go. I think that's a very good possibility uh, seeing our offense in, a, you know, in, uh, in effect, right? I think that's a good way to, to show these recruits, these receivers, that, hey, you come to Georgia, we're going to play you. We're going to throw it your way, and we can use you whenever, however. And I think that's going to be the key um, for Evan Stewart. Now, obviously, with Sarkeesian over at Texas, that's the biggest, that's the biggest threat right now. And I think – uh, looking at 24-7, the projection is to Texas. I think it's just one or two uh, predictions. Obviously, way too early to tell. Uh, but I think Georgia has a really good shot here um, of landing, you know, Evan Stewart uh, when it's all said and done. 
Uh, however, I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around and goes to Texas. Um, so that so that would be the second one. Obviously, keeping Denylon in the fold. Uh, before I go, keep going. Uh, Chad says we're getting ready to have Milton, McIntosh, and Robinson. Crazy. If if we get Robinson, you're absolutely right, Chad. That would be insane. Uh, just an embarrassment. Uh, Robinson reminds me of Chubb. Uh, he runs like Chubb, watches highlight tape. It looks like it. But the, the one thing you got to see is how can he develop physically or is he already peaked? I think that's a question, but his talent is there. So I think, you know, obviously he's a must-have uh, in this class. Um, so, yeah, if, if Robinson does commit in the, and bring himself into the fold, another case of embarrassment of riches for this, uh, the University of Georgia and their running back room. But uh, moving on back to the receivers, guys. Uh, obviously, like I said, you had Denial on Morissette, and I think we're going to bring in Evan Stewart. After that, I look at Andre Green Jr., uh, and this might be a name that not a lot of people understand, but he's big-bodied, uh, yeah, and that's what I think. I think that's where we need that kind of, you know, that body. Um, body size, go up and catch 50-50 balls, but he's still fast. Um, so, you know, looking into that, I think Andre Green – you know, it has a good chance of landing here at Georgia. Uh, you know, like I said, long 6'3 receiver, kind of like where I see him with him. And I just think that that's the case. Uh, so I'm going a, I'm to a mark in uh, Andre Green Jr. And the fourth wide receiver, and this is where I want to hear, I'm going to hear this. I'm going to call Sam Mbake. I'm not calling Kojo. I don't. Me personally, I don't feel comfortable to say he comes to Georgia. I think the pull in Texas A&M is too much. I just think it's too much. I think there's going to be some hard pressure there for him. I, I just think in the end it's Texas A&M. Uh, you know, I think they pick up Kojo. Uh, so with the fourth receiver, you know, I, Sam Mbake is another big-bodied receiver. Uh, you know, kind of underlooked, you know, considering you've got uh, in the state, uh, you know, you look at – Denylon, you look at Kojo, right? Those are the two big. Those are the two big names from a receiving standpoint in the state of Georgia. But Sammy Mbake is a good damn receiver. There's no question about it, and I think he fits what Georgia's trying to do as well. Another six three body, at least what he's projected here on twenty four seven. So you know, you you get some big bodies with the you know you're losing more than likely you're going to be losing Pickens. Uh, you know, there's, you know, D-Rob is going to be gone after this year. So you're losing that talent in the receiving core. Uh, so you have to build back what you've got. And, and obviously, you know, what we've got right now, we are loaded at the receiver position. But it never hurts. And I think with the way the transfer portal is going, I think you have to load up at these, these skill positions um, just from a sense that it could happen. Um, Chad says we need to press on Kojo. Um, I know AM is a threat there, but I think we have a damn good chance to pull them. You know, like I said, this is where everybody's going to question it, but I just don't think he goes there. Uh, I think he goes to AM. and um, That's just my thing. I think you see him going to AM and being a, you know, a more, I guess you could say playing more probably, I would say. Um, but, you know, if, if, if we don't pick up Kojo, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mbake come in the fold. Mbake is damn good in his own right. Um, you know, and, and keep these guys in Georgia. I think that's the that's one of the biggest things for this cycle and moving forward. You'll see is lock down the state, lock down the state of Georgia. That's I think what you're going to be seeing, uh, and the recruiting tactics here, um, you know, will reflect that in my opinion. 
So those were the four uh, receivers that I chose. Like I said, uh, I'll repeat them. Denial and Morissette. Uh, Evan Stewart, I think, is the headliner receiver in this class. Uh, then you look at Andre Green Jr. and Sam Mbake. Um, going to the tight end position, um, you know, I look at Oscar Delt. That is the that is the must-have guy in this class. And you look at Gunnar Stockton, you know, Gunnar and, and uh, Oscar have been, you know, on the 7-on-7 seven seven circuits for years now. So there's a huge familiarity there. Chemistry's there. Uh, I, I think Georgia is going to go, you know, Todd Hartley is going to go balls to the wall to get him in the fold. And ultimately, I think he does. Uh, you know, you've got to look out for Clemson here. Um, but at the end of the day, I do think that Georgia pulls it out uh, in a tight one. I really think it's going to come down, uh, be a tight race, but Georgia will pull it out. So I'm going to include Oscar Delp into this. Uh, Chad, or somebody says, Facebook user, and this is where the chat.restream comes into play. I think June will be a pivotal, <clears throat> a pivotal month for recruiting a lot of big names coming to visit. Yes, I agree with you, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit. I uh, definitely think that that's going to be something that worth noting here. I uh, might do it the next episode. I uh, might just make a show out of it, guys. That's There's a lot going on in June uh, and moving forward. Tons going on. So I agree with you. Uh, and Chad also says, we are we are only loaded at receiver for one more year. Need to reload now. Yes. And, you know, that's why I think we load up with four receivers. Uh, you know, you do lose pickings, and that's going to be hard to recover with. You know, that kind of player you don't come back from. You have to, you know, it's hard to replace. Um, you know, but you look at A.D. Mitchell. You look at, you know, Roseme. You look at the guys that we have, Jermaine Burton. You know, those guys are coming back, and those will be juniors next year. So next year's 2023 cycle will be just as important as well um, when it comes to losing, all, you know, you got to remember, guys, the 2021 class was the class for the receivers, you know, so you'll there's a potential that a lot of guys from the, the receivers specifically can go uh, to the draft uh, next year, not this coming up year, but after the next year. So that's where you got to really keep an eye out for um, in regards to, you know, loading up with the receivers. And I'm telling you, you're going to see a load of receivers this class and next class, whether it be four or five, you know, we'll see. I'm just calling for this go around. So after the tight end position, like I said, Oscar Duck comes into the fold. We're going to move to the offensive line. Uh, and I only see us picking up one or I only see us picking up two, two guys uh, along the offensive line. Right now we are so deep uh, at the positions all across the line. Uh, but you still have to go and, and get these guys. And, and you look at the, you know, starting at the guard position, I think just in the state alone, Addison Nichols is a guy that I think will come into the fold, um, you know, and push right up. And I would say push maybe after a year, uh, getting them in the system. There's just so much talent right now with Tate and, you know, all these other guys, right? And especially with Schaefer going, he'll, uh, you know, all these guys are going to be leaving after this year. You know, so you bring in a guy like Addison Nichols and, and you know, does very well uh, at the guard position. Uh, you know, I think, you know, Tate sticking to the right guard will be a nice, uh, you know, move. You know, maybe he slides over to left guard and Addison comes into the right uh, after this year, considering if I think he goes into the fold. Um, so you look at Addison Nichols there at the guard, but then you go to the tackle position. And we're going down to Florida and we're going to IMG and we pick up Tyler Booker, uh, one of the better tackles in the class. Um, Georgia is all on Tyler Booker, uh, and so is teams like Alabama and, you know, 
the normal suitors. Um, it's IMG national titles or national champions last year. That's what's going to happen with these guys down at IMG. All the schools are going to be hitting IMG extremely hard. I expect Georgia to go in there and hit it with everything they can and pick out as many targets as they can from that school because there's so much elite talent at IMG right now. Um, so obviously along the line, like I said, you got Tyler Booker from the, in the tackle position. You know, obviously depends on what we can see. You know, do you look at Broderick uh, and Mims, right? Who's to say there's so many combinations because of the depth? But at the end of the day, you know, it never hurts to have that much talent. And, and Booker, who's to say he could go in and play the tackle? He could slide into guard depending on how the situation goes. But looking at Matt Luke, you know, recruiting and, and really stocking that uh, offensive line uh, room, stacking it super sky high with the elite talent that he has, that's a good problem. Now the matter is, same as this year, you've got to figure out the right five and go ahead and get these guys the reps and, and just go from there. Because obviously we've known, and I've talked about it before, September 4th is coming, and Clemson's defense is just as good, if not better, in my opinion, than Georgia's. Uh, and it really starts with their front seven. So with that being said, it's going to be a, a dogfight. Uh, you know, but and Matt Luke, I trust Matt Luke. This will be a telling year um, to see what he can do with so much talent he's recruited, uh, and, and see how he, you know, form a, uh, forms the line. Uh, see who starts in these five positions, and you know, I would like to see him get into these spots and put the guys in their normal, natural positions, and, and make the, you know, make the best five. Right, the competition should make the best five stick out. I would hope, uh, Chad. Or sorry, no, Facebook user, having Monken recruiting the way he does, I think wide receiver recruits are starting to take a hard look at Georgia more than they have been. And that is absolutely right. I, I, I genuinely think the offensive philosophy change from what Georgia was a, a couple years back, uh, you know, Coley being the transition year, um, prior to that, you know, it was, it was, it was a majority of run-based, and, and it was predictable. You know, but now you see, you know, Todd Munkin and, you know, you see the you see the scheme change. You see the the guys fitting in and making these catches. And, and really, it started last year, even with no offseason. You could see, you know, Darnell Washington in the middle getting schemed open. You can see, um, you know, guys getting open on the outside or cr- cutting across in the middle, ex- uh, basically stretching the defense over the top. You saw a lot of this, and it's going to continue this year. Uh, you know, looking at last year, you know, the last four games, uh, you know, JT obviously came in and took the offense to a level that, you know, what we were wanting to see. Uh, you know, looking at the whole year, everybody was super anticipate or anticipating it. You know, JT coming in, I was, you know, but also at the same time you had to temper expectations because you, you know, you coming off of an ACL injury the way he did, you know, obviously, we you know we're later in the season. Uh, you know, a lot of people were aggravated with with uh, the call to, you know, sit him out against Florida, and, and understandable there. But I think he just wasn't ready, and you have to trust the medical staff uh, here at Georgia. You have to trust them when it comes to this, and especially your franchise or your your program, the quarterback of the future. Um, you know, that's something that's super important that you know you can get caught up and you forget about it. Uh, you know, another one says you, you're going to have Chad Lindbergh and a couple others pushing for those guard spots next year. Also, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, 
like I said, Matt Luke has so much talent in that position, in, the, in that whole room. There's so much talent that I think literally the competition will push the best to the top and the right five will play. Uh, Facebook user, don't sleep on Clay Webb. You know, coming out of you know coming out of high school, obviously number one center uh, out of Alabama, number one player in Alabama. Uh, you know, but his name hasn't really been called much before, and I'm just curious to see if you know makes you really wonder. You know why he? You know you you have Cedric uh, Von Prong Granger as, as a center as well. When Clay Webb could have done that same thing. You know, maybe he uh, you know maybe he goes into a guard or you know the center. I, I just don't think there's playing time for Clay. Uh, so when that comes to that, you know, good depth, but I just don't see him making headway and it, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes through the portal or just quits. If you know what I mean? Considering, um, uh, I don't want that. I want him to succeed. Uh, but I just don't see him, you know, cracking the top five, the starting five, I should say. Uh, Chad also replies to said Facebook user. He was the other one I was trying to remember. There you go. Um, you know, that was a good class. Um, but now let's go ahead and transition, guys, to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and this is where Georgia currently is is stacking up in groves right now. It's just ridiculous. Uh, you have Bear Alexander along the defensive line. So we're going to start defensive tackles first, and then we're going to work to the ends and whatnot. So obviously you have two defensive tackles right now. You have Bear Alexander, the five-star, and then you have Tyree West uh, from the state of Georgia. Here's where it gets very interesting for me uh, because there's several different options you can go. My two picks here, you have Travis Shaw from uh, right in around in my neck of the woods in, in Greensboro. Um, Grimsley, right? Grimsley High School just won a state title, uh, and you can just tell the kid's an animal, right? Kid's an animal. Uh, so I think Travis Shaw, you know, you're going to have to fight Clemson when it comes down uh, to these North Carolina kids. Uh, North Clemson is just one of those those schools that can come into North Carolina and grab what they want. So it's going to be a dogfight between you know between Clemson and Georgia, in my opinion. But I see you know Jalen Walker, which we'll talk about a little bit, be the key factor here in Travis Shaw's decision, considering they're very close friends and they you know they live pretty close together uh, or close by, I should say. <clears throat> the other the other defensive tackle, I see. Uh, Trey Scott going heavy on the line, uh, but I see Michael Williams. Um, now, I would like Kristen Miller here as well. I just don't see us getting five. Um, you know, obviously the four that that's already would be in the fold with this, it is insane to see the, the class that would come in based off of my prediction here. You know, Travis Shaw would, in my opinion, you could side him as a three technique. Um I don't think he he may have the body of the uh, you know may of a, a true uh, Jordan Davis type. I think he could kind of fit the Devonte Wyatt. Uh, same with Michael Williams. I think Michael could do the same thing. Uh, maybe slide over to the edge depending on how things go. Uh, you know, but Bear Alexander. I just see Bear Alexander being he's he's strong as an ox. So I could see him definitely being the Jordan Davis somewhat replacement here. Um, and then Tyree West. Tyree West is another hard motor, you know, relentless kind of you know player along the line uh, that would fit great in in the scheme that we run on defense. So those are your four defensive tackles. 
Uh, then you look at the ends, right? So we're going to, there. you have your weak side and your strong side. I'm not going to go too far into that. I'm just going to call as the ends. Um, but uh, let's just read this comment. Uh, next year, I can see Mims, Lindbergh, Von Prahn, Rutl- uh, Ratledge, and Jones as the offensive line. And that wouldn't be that bad. I, I can't agree. With, I can't disagree with you because uh, I think there's so much talent right there. I do think Von Prahn will be the center moving forward. Ratledge looked good in G-Day uh, at right guard, uh, really holding his own for what it was worth uh, against um, Jordan Davis, right? You know, obviously it was kind of a brutal thing to start, but as they came along, uh, they really got they got better and was able to, you know, to manage, in my opinion. Um, Facebook user says, if I had to guess, I would guess Tyree West or Walter Nolan. That's another big name. I would love to see Walter Nolan, you know what I mean? This is where it was hard to really make the predictions. Um, I, I, I just don't – I know George is going to be a factor there. I just don't know. Uh, you know, who really knows? But I just don't know. Uh, c- coming out of the state of Tennessee, there may be that chance that he commits to Georgia. Um, I just feel a little bit more comfortable saying Shaw and Michael Williams uh, than, than Nolan. Uh, but moving to the ends here. So you have Darius Smith already in the fold. And with that, I look at Anai White from Philly. Uh, Georgia, as you know, ha- they have a good Philly pipeline uh, with Swift and, you know, just other guys right coming from Philly. I think Anai White is, a, is the next guy from the Philadelphia area to make it in uh, to the fold here. Uh, and that's the only other end that I have. I don't see us having a lot more ends here. I think we're focused on defensive tackles that may move uh, out, right? I think you, maybe your Mikel, um might move out uh, to make it an end type guy. Uh, obviously, to be determined, got to make sure that they sign everything like that. I get it. But moving on to the linebackers here, uh, we're going to separate outside from inside. Uh, just for the, you know, just from what classifications are, um, you know, when it comes to Georgia, you know, there's a situation where what what you could see an outside linebacker might need to move inside. Uh, you know, just depending on the situation, you know, I don't look at outside linebackers as a thing anymore. I think it, you either you're edge rusher or you're an inside linebacker. Um, you know, I think that's I think you're starting to see more of that with Georgia and more so around the NCAA, more so SEC for sure. Uh, so for this right here, you know, you have Jalen Walker listed as an outside linebacker. Uh, I just see him kind of moving maybe to inside roughly. Um, but nonetheless, he's already in the fold. Uh, C.J. Washington uh, listed as an inside linebacker. I think that's about right. So those are your two linebackers currently committed to Georgia right now. And, and I see um, – I don't see any other ones coming in for this class. Uh, you know, yes, you're losing to Kobe, uh, you know, probably Quay, but I think after that you'll be fine. And really looking along those, you know, those linebackers that we have, we're already deep enough to where I think some of those guys will take over and probably jump into 2023 class uh, where you look more along the outside line or the linebacking core. I think that's when we hit up, uh, when we fill that group back up. Um, let's see here. After linebackers, let's let's go into – Corner or secondary, uh, because of because of the classifications here, I'm going to list these guys. They're listed as athletes, 
I'm going to call them what I think it is. I think they're playing secondary. Um, so you have Dion Bowie and you have Malachi Starks. Both are listed as athletes. I see Malachi playing safety. I see Dion playing corner. Uh, you know, so you have that right there. And then I, I'm telling you, this is going to be the the hall of the the hall of the class is your cornerback and your secondaries. Um, because looking at the situation here, you know we're going to load up on in the secondary. Obviously, one of our biggest questions here is the lack of depth. Right, you look at a depth issue. Um, you know, we lost a lot of you know experience. Right, a lot four guys get drafted. Uh, you lose Tyreek Stevenson through the portal. You lose Major Burns through the portal. You know, but you're you know obviously you've got Kelly Ringo. You know, you've got Amir Speed. You you know Kimber Jalen Kimber looks good. Seen uh, Chris Smith, but you know really looking at it this way, you could see Seen and Chris Smith going. So that's both of your safeties. You know, you brought in Tyke Smith. Uh, there is a name that I think will be in Georgia just a matter of time, playing cornerback. Him and Tyke, well, let's just say Darian Kendrick, I think will make it through the portal here. That's just that's just me. But, you know, I'm going to consider Tyke. He's going to be gone. Then you look at Darian Kendrick. I think Kendrick might be gone. But we do bring in Turnage, and he has extra availability after that one year. So you do bring in Turnage for multiple years. So with that being said, you know, you look at the you look at the cornerbacks and the safeties, right? That entire secondary is going to be depleted in a bad way. So this is where this is where loading up in this class is going to be key. So as I said, you already have Dion Bowie or Smoke. You have Smoke. You have Malachi Starks. Remember when I was talking about IMG? I just think that Georgia is going to go in there and take what they want. And with that, I think you look at Kamari Wilson as a safety. I think he will commit um, to Georgia. Then, you you know, you look at Traquan Figgins, right, as another guy that will come in. And, um, you know, I think he will commit as well. And then you also look at, you know, he's listed as an athlete, Keon Sapp. And those, I know, you load up with, you know, like I said, you load up with Smoke, you load up with Malachi, you load up with, you know, Sam and then uh, Traquan and Kamari Wilson, there's five guys right there, four of them five stars, right? I, I, I'm telling you, there is playing time to be had at Georgia, and every single elite secondary player sees it. They, they see it. Uh, but nonetheless, Chad Buchanan says, Dion is not a lock. We better hope Coach A really puts in extra work with that relationship to hold him. And, and you're right. And, and honestly, with everybody, you're not necessarily a lock. I do think in the end, though, he will commit uh, and stay with Georgia. Um, and I think that's something that, that is going to happen across the board. Um, you know, you have to build these relationships um, and you have to sustain that situation. Uh, Facebook user, I feel like the DB position is where Georgia missed the most last year in recruiting. Can't do that two years in a row. Absolutely. I don't see two years in a row happening. I just don't. There's too much talent. And, you know, it's 2022 cycle is absolutely loaded with elite talent uh, regarding secondary players. Elite talent all the way down. It's stacked. Georgia's going to get their pick of the litter, in my opinion. I know you've got to worry about Bama. You've got to worry about, you know, Clemson and Ohio States and things like that. I get it. 
I, I, I'm telling you though, I just see with the with the depth and and these guys are seeing this. There is you can come in. Most of these guys are going to come in and push for playing time almost right away. Now, will they get it? Maybe. Who knows? It really could be wide open come next year. And guys like Kamari Wilson and guys like Malachi Starks, they know that. And that's why they're in the or that's why Malachi is in the fold already. Or yeah, that's why Malachi is in the fold. I'm telling you, he's gonna come in and I think he pushes for a possible starting job right away. Just because of the 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 one, the depth issue, and two, they're just really good. This year is a really good class, like I said for safeties and athletes technically that are actually cornerbacks and safeties. So you look at that right there and it's just, there's an, there's an abundance of these guys. And I think Georgia has their way with it. And that becomes the, the hall. All right. That becomes the hall of the class. Now, obviously you can argue, you can argue the defensive line hall as well. And, and and rightfully so rightfully. So, you know, you could, you could literally just flip a coin and pick defensive line or secondary, and it would be right almost either way. Um, but I just think looking at the needs, I think the secondary hall is going to be more important just based off of the current situation at Georgia. Um, so looking at that right there, uh, you look at, you know, if with projections you have your 25, Kirby and them, you know, they're, they're going to keep spots, you know, scholarships in their pocket for these guys coming in through the portal, things like that. That's just going to happen. Um, so, and if, and if they can't find anybody, there may be one or two more guys in the 2022 cycle that gets brought in, kind of similar to what happened with Alabama last year. 27 guys, 28 guys, whichever one I forgot it was, but over the 25 limit. I think that's something that, you know, that number 25 is going to be moved around. Um, you know, you look at these elite guys or these programs like Bama, and Ohio State, Georgia's, you know, these guys, Clemson, they're going that number 25, the magical number that you're so used to hearing, is going to change because of the transfer portal itself. Um, you know, but that's another reason why I think, you know, you look at Georgia, they're locking down the state. You know, when you hear the guys going to the portal, you look at Tyreek in just our situation alone, Tyreek and Major Burns. Both of these guys went home. Tyreek was a starter and went home to Miami. Now, maybe it was because he wanted to play cornerback and and Kirby wanted him at the star. Maybe. Maybe the reason. But ultimately, he went home. And Major Burns, same thing. Home. Now, do I think he would have played much? No. But still depth. And, you know, you look at that situation, these guys are going home. So it kind of – the, it's 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 adding up, right? Where you lock down the state of Georgia, much like you know, much like LSU and, and uh, Louisiana, right? There's really no competition there. Let's be honest here. Georgia Tech can pull in some guys. I don't see them being the competition that you know an Alabama would have to face against Auburn, right? Or Texas against Texas A&M, and you know, tech, all the other Texas programs, right? Texas A&M and Texas kind of thing. You don't see that with Georgia, you know, for the most part. So these elite guys in, in the state of Georgia, and there's some damn good football from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. Georgia's got to get these guys, and they got to hold down the state. So, what you know, maybe the situation, maybe the exception kind of be in the Atlanta area because it's such a hub, right? 
you may not be able to lock down that metro area like you would want, but damn well everywhere else you would hope that you could sit there and lock down the best guys in the state. Um, you know, that's just something that Georgia's kind of focusing on now, and you can see it, uh, 2021 cycle and the 2022 cycle. You know, you've seen the increase, right, from the 2020 cycle. There was a lot of na- nationwide guys, right? So you bring in Kendall, you bring in Jermaine, you bring in Darnell from Nevada, you bring in Keeley from Arizona. You get a lot of these guys going from nationwide. But then 2021, you get a lot of these guys. And now COVID, I think, played a little bit here. But you see the transition to the in-state lockdown that Georgia's trying to do. And 2022 class alone, you're already looking at the 12 actual current commits. 75% are Georgia's uh, products. That's what they are. And I expect to see more of it. But I do think with the, you know, with the projections here, you see a little bit more, you know, not nationwide, but you definitely region, you know, you expand throughout the region. I think you have to go in to hit Texas. I think you have to hit Florida because let's be honest here. Florida is ripe for the pickings where you can sit here. Georgia can go down there. Bama can go down there and, and tell me, tell me Florida Gators are going to have a, a problem there. They're going to have a problem with recruiting. In, in my opinion, Watch out for Florida State. Florida State might be the best recruiting school in Florida out of the three home state schools. Uh, Miami is right there with them, but I think they go through the portal more, in my opinion. Uh, but nonetheless, you look at these guys. South Florida is where it is, and you look at Florida. They go down to IMG. You go down and you pick out Tyreek Stevenson. Even though he goes home, you go pick him out. You go to IMG, pick what you want. Georgia gets it. You know, something like that right there. It stays very regional, but I'm telling you, the focus is switching towards locking down the state of Georgia. With that being said, obviously that is my prediction. What I'm going to talk about next episode here, we're going to talk about the upcoming June 1st. Um, You know, obviously the dead period will be ending May 31st. Uh, So June 1st, you know, recruits are going to be able to come in and, and do what the hell they, you know, obviously can go take officials. Uh, and there's so much going on there. Uh, you know, obviously you look at the, the, uh, the facility, right? The new facility, the new building opening up just in time, uh, for these official visits. So, you know, definitely perfect timing for Georgia to, you know, really show that out, you know, show out because that's just the way it is, right? The arms race, uh, Facebook user, I think Darnell may have a big year. Georgia needs to utilize the tight ends they have before they leave to play closer to their homes. Yes. Um, you know, I think tight end is going to be a big breakout year. I think Darnell will have a breakout year. Um, I think you're going to see, and you kind of saw it uh, at the end of the season where JT was hitting Darnell more. Uh, now, there was still room for, you know, him to get more targets. But obviously, at the end of the day, you can't, you only have one football, uh, you know, to throw around and, and give it to the running backs. So, you know, you're not going to get them every time. But I, I do think we're headed in the right direction with JT uh, and, you know, obviously scheming guys open with Monken, like I said, big deal. Um, you know, obviously everybody's no, aware of the California trip. That's just another example of utilizing this time off to get the chemistry. JT knows that. That's why he. That's why they're out there in California right now. And you, you sit there, you go home, everybody goes home. You don't have that time 
to build that chemistry. And right now, sure, JT only had, you know, four games, and he understands that, why he's taking advantage of, you know, all the time that he can. So that's why you see guys out there with him, his receivers out there with him. You're at, you know, you're looking at that right there. Um, and Chad also says Miami making noise. Uh, Athens is going to be on fire 6-1. Chad, I really think the, you know, starting 6-1, you're going to see that. But that first weekend, and we'll talk more about it in, in the next episode, the first weekend, right, the fourth and the fifth, is going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be insane. Uh, really, the whole month of June uh, is going to be insane. Uh, there's just so much talent throughout the whole uh, the whole month uh, spread out coming in, and it's going to be loaded. It's going to be insane, and there's going to be so much going on. Um, but let's be honest here. Come that first weekend, this is where we need to make the expectation here. There is a chance that you see guys decommit. Understand that. There's that good there. There is a possible chance for guys decommitting. Keep in mind, these guys haven't been able to visit a campus officially, for most part, unofficially as well, since the COVID outbreak. With that being said, now that the dead period is off, and then you have people can actually come in, you're not looking at just 2022 guys coming in. You're looking at 2023, possibly even into 24 coming in. And rightfully so, because they want to make sure that they can get on these campuses before people change their minds and close this stuff off again. So these guys are taking it while they can. You know, you also have the situation where, you know, moving down into the season, definitely a good shot to, you know, take in a game at Athens, right? You know, and that might be a situation where our schedule this year could play a somewhat of a detriment uh, to us. Because there's really no true marquee home game. I think you maybe look at Kentucky as probably the best home game that we got. But you know, there's really not a lot of true huge games there. You know, it's not the same as your Notre Dame game, right? It's not the same as that by all means. Now, all eyes are going to be on Clemson and Georgia September 4th in Charlotte, but that's not that's not on campus in Athens, Georgia. That's not. So there's, you know, kids are going to see that. You're going to be in the spotlight, right? Georgia's getting that national exposure. But kids aren't able to come to that, you know, they could come, but it's not the same if it was a home and home like 2013-2014. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to wrap it up for today. Like I said, guys, this 2022 class is lining up to be a damn good class. It's really just beginning. It hasn't even gotten juicy yet. Just wait until the first week of June. Hell, my list could be completely flip-flopped. You never know it, right? There's so much to go on, especially with visits coming back. Uh, we're going to talk more about the visits later. Uh, but for now, uh, go. Oh, I'm going to make one more announcement. Uh, huge announcement here, guys. Uh, July 2nd, uh, we are doing a show. Our show that day uh, will be for charity. So we're going to be doing a, uh, basically a show live stream. Uh, and we're going to be, and all proceeds from donations are going straight to St. Jude, uh, the children's hospital. So making it fun here, right? Obviously donations are not required. I don't expect if, if you don't have to, you know, if you can't, that's okay. It's not required for you to, you know, come in and pay or donate to watch my show. That's not the case. Um, but definitely something to bring in. Um, you know, I want to do something for the kids. So we're going to have several guests coming in. Uh, and just talking college football. And like I said, we're doing it for the kids, right? 
you know, these kids, uh, you know, they get treatment from St. Jude and, and really these donations and the support uh, from people really all around the world, you know, help their families out so that they don't have to worry about making, uh, you know, paying for the, you know, for the treatments uh, and things like that. So, you know, you look at that situation there, guys, and it, it's something that, you know, I think it, you feel it's unfortunate, but it's definitely a good cause. Uh, so, and I'll be, I'll keep talking about this uh, as we come towards the situation, but July 2nd, uh, time for the show hasn't been released yet. Uh, that's in the works still. But July 2nd, uh, obviously right before the 4th, uh, definitely going to hit the, um, hit the uh, live show hard on that. Um, definitely looking forward to it as well. Uh, you know, if I can do something for the kids, I'm definitely going to do what I can. Um, and, and obviously it make it fun for viewers as well. Uh, there's rewards, um, for donations. If you donate a certain amount, there's some things that you can choose to do that day, uh, for the show. Uh, if, if, if you want to know more about said show on July 2nd, just check out www.damngooddogcast.com. There's a tab up there uh, where you can go to the charity and find uh, the you know find the uh, college football for the kids campaign uh, and find out what you need to know there. Um, so much going on there, and I can't wait. I'm looking forward to July 2nd. Uh, definitely going to be fun. Uh, but on that note, though, guys, I want I want to wish everybody a happy you know you know Monday, right? No, sorry, Tuesday. Wow, I'm off. Hope everybody has a great day. And look forward to you uh, on the next episode. Go dogs!